Good evening. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode one six one, side A. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a sometimes entertaining show about some entertaining things. This is a side A episode, which means we're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, because God love it, and whatever else caught our eye this week. I was wondering name- how, how far you were going to go with the very slow voice. It was going to be like a four-hour episode. It, it totally was, and I was like, no, I can't do it. Can't do it. My name is Yurchenko Ironcross, and I'm joined by Salto Flickflack. Flickflack. Who's that? Am I supposed to know who that is? I don't know who that is. Who am I? Who am I? Those those are all gymnast terms. Uh, I knew that. It's because I'm so I'm lithe and lean like a gymnast. And very flexy no. and bendy and bendy. No. Maybe bendy. I can suck my... No, I can't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Anyway, this week we're going to talk about the Netflix movie Christmas Chronicles 2. We're going to talk about... Is it an Amazon series? Yeah, yes, an Amazon series. An Amazon been series. for a while, but... Bosch, which apparently has got seven seasons under its belt, and I've never even heard of it. And we'll also do some light discussion about our current favorite on-screen character. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. So you will also notice that uh, Jimmy is not here to rein us in for a couple weeks. Uh, if you Fuck that last, bitch. Be nice. <laughs> he, if you no, listen, he's getting married. We excuse it. It's okay. It's an excused yes. absence. Yes. Although he does have to still uh, pay for food and cleaning of the helper monkey. Uh, he does. So that bitch he's not here to rein us in on this. So this is going to be an interesting episode, as will the next few weeks. We apologize in advance. But anyway, this is a review show. And as you just heard Rob say, we are going to talk about Christmas Chronicles 2, which if you haven't seen it, there may get a little bit of spoilers there. Uh, Bosch, it's been around for seven seasons. I've gotten the first two seasons under my belt. So... I don't think there's too much to spoil there, but, but we the are probably one, we yeah. are going to talk about the Mandalorian because we have not done that yet. Mostly because of spoilers, mostly because if you look it up on any podcast provider, there's at least seven hundred and seventy two. There's like four hundred thousand uh, Mandalorian podcasts out there, so we kind of tone back. But you know, there's some discussion to be had for people that are fans of ours. We have fans, Rob. We don't have fans. Do we have fans? I don't know. No, but if they wanted to hear what we had to only say, only the kind that you plug in. I got, yeah. I got one in the hallway right now. I do too, actually. No, it's on the inside of my room. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about some stuff Mandalorian related. So, if you are not caught up with Mandalorian, what episode five, six? Where are we at? Uh, thirteen. Well, season two, episode whatever. Uh, if you're not current, then be aware. And that's all we got. So, news. Any. 
some? Well, there are a couple of news items this week. Uh, just recently, what was it? December 1st, I think? The Arecibo dish? Yeah. Famous uh, satellite. Uh, what is it? It's a transmitter or a telescope? I forget exactly Receiver, what the... Receiver? I, I, well, I... It gets I'm signals from outer space. It gets signals. And I thought that they were saying that it was like a telescope, but I don't think it's it like actually... A, well, a radio, a radio telescope. Okay. Yeah, because it doesn't yeah. pick up any images. But apparently some cables snapped and the giant apparatus that was suspended above the dish collapsed down to the dish. And it's pretty much in ruins. I, I don't know that there's a whole lot of fixing that. I mean, they might end up just like scrapping it and having to start over if that's the route they want to go yeah so it is a it is an observatory uh which was built actually it was built into a sinkhole uh and it was you know just grabbed signals from space uh i think this might have been featured in goldeneye was i am i correct yes i believe that was the one it, it was definitely one of the james bond movies i believe it was goldeneye because i think it was also in the game goldeneye at one point wasn't it, it was the it was the end yeah Oh, I just spoiled a game now. I'm a monster. Oh my god! We're yeah, just you actually, it's funny everything. because you know every website wants to have their own take on something, and you know, like there's the regular news stories about it collapsing, and then of course you have like the the science news things talking about like what had been captured there, and of course Kotaku, which is uh, video games, the massive radio telescope from Goldeneye just collapsed. So there it is. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I. I knew this was coming because there was a cable that was on the verge of snapping and it was, it looks small, but it's several tons, even the cables. And they weren't going to go fix it because it was dangerous to do like, like no possible way to do it safely. So it was going to happen eventually, which is sad. Um, big in Orlando because it was, I believe part, part of the, it was run by UCF. I don't know how much of it, but it was a big hit to the UCF uh, science division. Right. Well, and I, I had also heard that they had pulled out of, of funding or anything for it. So I, I'm, I'm guessing that they have no plans in contributing to rebuilding it. At the, yeah, at the moment, we'll see what, we'll see what happens uh, now, but it's uh yeah, it sucks. Cause it, I don't know exactly what it found or what it, you know, the extent of the science behind it, but I am pro science and anti uh, things snapping and collapsing on your head. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I have a, actually have a coworker that has a fa- had a family member that worked there as well. I was talking about it. So mm. about a, uh, well, you have you're just a bundle of good news here. It, well, yeah, it is. It is all kinds of just like bad news. But you know what? I think I'll offset it with our Florida story this week. You do that. All right then. the The next one, I think he uh, we've got we've got a couple of death announcements. One of them is huge, and the other one is also relatively big if you're familiar with the franchise. But Hugh Keys Burn, uh, Bur- yeah, Hugh Hugh Keys Burn passed away today, and some of you may know him as Toe Cutter or Immortan Joe from awesome the Mad Max, Max series. Yeah, from the Mad Max series. He he actually played two different roles 
in the same franchise over 30 years apart. And they were like major villains, which is yeah. kind of impressive in itself. And I think he was sick when he played uh, Immortan Joe. Immortan Joe. Um, because, I mean, he was creepy and he had the cool mask and the auction and stuff like that. But he didn't look uh, healthy in, an, in a movie full of a lot of people that didn't look healthy. He looked significantly less healthy. Um, did he have like, did, did you know what he passed away from? I do not. I just saw that it was in, he passed away in a hospital. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about that series periodically on here. Uh, the Matt the Mad Max series. And I know Jimmy loves it and I like mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, sucks to see him go. And the, of course the other death, the other big one is uh, the actor that was in the costume of Darth Vader, at least the the main, the original costume of Darth Vader. David Prowse passed away. He was 85 years old. He was 6'6". So he was in the costume when the helmet was on for, in New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. He was not the face of Vader. Still a weird descri- decision making on the face of Vader, considering. Um, I'm not sure who that was. Uh, of course, not the voice of Vader, but he passed away. Uh, it was COVID related. Oh, um, was it? Yeah, he did. He passed away from COVID, as his daughter said. Um, he Screw also you COVID. He had uh, dementia. I think I don't know if it had progressed, but he had dementia, but did get COVID, and his daughter was very sad that she was unable to say goodbye in person. But she said that he got a kick, like he, he because he was seen mostly in costume it's not like when he walked down the street people recognized him right like and so he got a very big he would have gotten a very big kick from all of the loving tributes that people put out there on twitter she said he would have been pleased um which is also a very british thing to say as well but uh you know he would have been very happy to know that he is associated with that role and that you know, he gave so much to the fans. So our condolences to the family of David Prowse and Hugh Keysburn. I hopefully I'm not uh, screwing up those, that name. And, uh, you know, you live on in science fiction. Uh, I'll say infamy. Cause I think that's a, that's a good thing when you're playing a villain, right? He's so famous that he's in famous. Exactly. So Rob, you have me in suspense here. However, since everything has been terrible so far, I'm a little concerned with because Florida very rarely ever makes anything better. It rarely it does. However, we do have a very decent story today, and I, I had two, um, but I'll go with the uplifting one, considering all the bummers that we've just laid on people's faces. <laughs> so it's not going to be the ones that I keep on mailing you about, like naked women like 66 year olds in the villages getting arrested. No, no, we can save that for your, for yours next week. Gotcha. There's one that actually, go go ahead and do it. There's literally one that just popped up on the side of my computer screen. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, in Panama city, Florida, Chris Nickick earned himself a Guinness world record by becoming the first person with down syndrome to finish the Ironman triathlon. 
He trained for it. the the competition The competition consists of a two point four mile swim, a one hundred twelve mile bike ride, and a twenty six point two mile marathon. He finished it in sixteen hours and forty six minutes and nine seconds this past Saturday. I actually just got tired uh, hearing about that. And dude's a badass. And, yeah, he is. And I looked at the picture. Dude's in shape. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So. Chris Nickick, I hope I didn't butcher your name, but good for you. Thank you for giving us something good to read about in Florida. And he reflected on his milestone, just real quick, by saying, goal set and achieved. Time to set a new and bigger goal for 2021. That dude is totally going to climb Mount Everest. Awesome. That's what he's going to do. That's what he should do. With me on his back. No. Yeah, I don't know. God, what am I what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I don't know. I actually I walked up the stairs like seven times today. And then I um And then you ate a cookie. <laughs> I did actually. It was, it was one of the one of the, the slice and bake ones that have like a reindeer on the inside. Mm-hmm. I, I nice. did have a cookie. Nice. Yeah. You earned that cookie. I did. Also ate three tacos al pastor. Were delicious. Mm. Uh, you had me at tacos. Yeah the the story that popped in off the side of my screen was, um, it, I believe the the headline I clicked on it so the the side of the screen headline went away. It said, "Is he a Shatner?" <laughs> oh <laughs> and, my god! And it said, "Clearwater man has long claimed William Shatner as as his dad. His DNA proves otherwise. Uh, a man still legally named Peter Shatner uh, actually figured out who his real biological father was and." And said, I finally know where I came from. I don't believe this is a, um, he thought that William Shatner was his father, but he, I don't think it was one of those, like, I'm going to sue you for paternity or whatever. Um, Cause there right. are pictures, there are pictures of him lovingly wrapping his arm around William Shatner at, oh, hey, look at that. In March, 2011 at Megacon. Ooh. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. The, yeah. the other, the other Florida story I had was a man who stole a power pole. <laughs> I was like, how, how do you steal a power <laughs> Apparently it had been knocked over and it was laying on the side of the street. So he grabbed it and strapped it to the top of his car. And it stuck out like 12 feet on either end of his car. And he had planned on selling it for scrap metal. Hey, this actually, you, you actually, uh, this, this part of the Shatner story is actually funny. Uh, in 1984, his biological mother told Shatner, the not the actor, but the guy, uh, that his birth father was either William Shatner or a man she could only remember as Chick. But she Chick. Was, <laughs> she was more certain the dad was the man best known for playing Captain Kirk. I never, ever want to have that conversation with my mother. Well, your father could be this guy, or it could be that guy, or maybe it could be, I don't know. This guy. Benedict whatever his name is, the guy from that played face in like a team, some eighties actor could be either one of the guys from chips. I'm not sure. It was a rough 1984, but that always, that reminds me of those Maury Povich shows. I love those paternity shows with Maury Povich when he comes on and you know, nine, nine times out of 10, the dude is the father. And it's like, yeah, you, you know, it's coming, but I live, live for that one episode. Where the girl is like, I'm 
there can't be nobody else. I, I am 100% certain. And he's like, well, you know, you've been on my show 12 times already. <laughs> and she's like, no, there can't be nobody else. And it turns out he is not the father. And I'm like, honey. And the look of rela- the look of relief on the guy's face, too. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, girl, if there are more than 13 dudes who could be the father to your kid, you have made some very horrible life decisions. <laughs> you probably need to reevaluate. Because holy crap. Yeah. Protection, people. Protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Moving Let's, on. We're going to discuss our, our topics here. We've got Christmas Chronicles, which is probably the most important of these topics, I think. Well, no, actually, I think the most important is going to be our in-depth discussion of The Mandalorian. Uh, but so let's, uh, what do you want to do? Christmas Chronicles or Bosch? Well, I'll, I'll run through, we'll, we'll lead off with Christmas Chronicles. I'll, okay. I'll run through it. I'll, I'll try not to, not to spoil too much. Um, but the, so Christmas Chronicles two is of course the sequel to Christmas Chronicles, which came out, uh, I believe it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was released November 18th of this year. It was directed again by Chris Columbus. and stars Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, Darby Camp, Julian Dennison, Jazir Bruno. And the synopsis is that Kate Pierce, now a cynical teen, is unexpectedly reunited with Santa Claus when a mysterious troublemaker threatens to cancel Christmas forever. Yeah. Now... Honestly, for me, this this movie didn't really recapture the magic of Christmas Chronicles one. I I and you, the people who have listened to this show know that I really enjoyed Christmas Chronicles one. I thought it was very well done, and it's one that I that I definitely intend to add to my holiday rotation. Like if I'm looking for holiday movies, it I will have no problem sitting down and watching that again. This was, however, an engaging story, even though if it even though it might have been slightly reminiscent of the Santa Claus three, you know, the one where Jack Frost tries to take over the North pole. I do. I'm sorry. I've had the microphone uh, muted for reasons. <laughs> yeah. You're gassing yourself, but the story overall won me over it, the li- <laughs> I have to say that the little neurotic boy kind of stole the show. It played by Jazir Bruno, I believe is the actor who played the, the young son of the now, the the boyfriend to the mom he's got a son and he is just this neurotic little nerve ball and he's he's pretty good he's hilarious i liked him a lot and i did love seeing kurt russell and geez does this guy ever age i swear to god every time i see him i'm like how old is he he just he like i think he hit like 48 and just stayed there He's like a dude's dude. Yeah. Oh my God. And there, there are definitely roles where they like old him up a little bit. Yeah. I said, old him up. They, they make him look <laughs> older. They uh, age him. The, yeah. The, the hateful eight comes to mind. He looked a little bit more haggard in that. Mm-hmm. But as Santa Claus, fountain of youth, I mean, it's ridiculous. 
He reprises his role as Santa, and we also got to see a lot more of Goldie Hawn as Mrs. Claus, which was great. She she did an excellent job as well. If I remember correctly, he was she showed up just as like a cameo in the first. Yeah, one, right? it was it was a cameo at the end of the first one. Okay, and there actually was a very touching moment in the movie towards the end that almost got me teared up. It, even even though I saw it coming well before they actually, I was like, oh. Mm. Yeah, okay. I know what's going on here. You know, you figured it out. Did it make you feel feelings? It it did. It did make me feel feelings. I'm not watching But overall, that I, I did like it, and I would definitely recommend adding it to your holiday lineup if you haven't seen it already. Now, if you have seen it, it may not be one that has the same replay value that Christmas Chronicles 1 does, but it's, it's a great movie to sit down and watch with your family. Very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Um, I was this past week, I, I, well, two weeks ago, I was not on the show this past week. I was back, um, home and the thing that was playing on the TV nonstop was, uh, shitty Hallmark Christmas movies. Mm. So I just couldn't, you know, where it's all basically the same plot and it's like the, the young woman who's gorgeous and can't seem to find love, mm-hmm. but she also runs a vineyard and meets the, you know, the rugged vineyard tender who's really handsome and she doesn't seem to notice it and and yet for some reason he's he's unattached as well or he's emotionally unavailable and she teaches him to love yeah and then you know they almost fall in love and then there's like a misunderstanding because he like decides to offer advice and she can't take advice because no no man is going to tell her what to do i'm actually Mm -hmm. not making that up either that was literally the plot he was like you know what or no it was actually the other way around in this case Although there was two different ones that were very similar to switched, but either they're, way, you they're know. all the same thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, oh, you should try this blend of wine. And she's like, well, I can't, this is my grandfather's blend. And he's like, actually, this is your grandfather's blend. I found the rest, the original recipe, blah, 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 blah. And I hate my life that I know this. <laughs> I'm going to throw myself down the stairs repeatedly until I forget what we were. You should. About. I should. So nice. Now uh, Christmas Chronicles, both of them, they are good and sappy without being trite and, you know, living in a different uh, world where there is no evil. <laughs> like, unlike the uh, the Hallmark movies, which do not, which are, yes. you know, lame and unpleasant. But, uh, yeah. And, of course, I have uh, mentioned that the, I believe both the Christmas Chronicles were written by a friend of my wife's family. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm still I think... waiting for us to be able to get him on. Dude, I was supposed to do some. I told you I was supposed to do some uh, work for his mother before the co- the uh, whole COVID thing. I was supposed to record some uh, some like workout sessions that she does on this here mic that you can kind of see in them. There you go. And uh, like horizontal workout sessions. No, no. now she now he's never going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> I like, just screwed the pooch. <laughs> no, not that kind of session. But either way. It uh, it'll happen eventually. I'm going to eventually be able to record these things, and we will hopefully be able to get him on the show just to talk about all the cool stuff that he has written. Are we moving on to Bosch? I think we should move on to Bosch. Seven seasons of a show. Oh my god! I now, haven't seen any of them, and I just started watching The Boys too. Yeah, there you go. So, I I like crime procedurals but i don't Mm -hmm. watch them does that make sense like 
I think after a while, if I watch a crime procedural, I start kind of figuring out the pattern, just like the Hallmark movie thing I was rambling on about. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, you know, the first person, like, I think the like thing that law re- and order. I think SVU really turned me off. Yeah. Because the one chick on SVU would always yell at this first person in the show and like the first person they thought was a criminal who was always innocent and like threaten him with a bunch of shit. And then when he was innocent, I'm like, wait, you just threatened to like get this kid, his kid taken away for a moment, this and that. And he was really just doing some role play, you know, like, mm-hmm. so like, I know it's stupid, but that was just kind of the, I got turned off from him. And there was never like any kind of apology or reckoning for it. Just, no. just false accusations and threatening to ruin some guy's life. And then, Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, and then like the, the blonde woman would always like squint her eyes and look concerned about it. And then that was the end. But anyway, so I'm, crime procedurals, I, I like them. I just don't go out of my way to look for them. So um, mm-hmm. I did start watching Bosch actually several years ago, but it was one of those I was watching with my wife and then she fell asleep on a couple episodes and then like literally every single streaming show ever came out. So I couldn't like get back into it. So as I said, I was home and I'm like, you know, what am I, what can I watch down here on streaming that? I'm not currently involved watching up in Orlando. It's like, oh, let's go back to that boss show. So I rewatched season one and got so hooked. I watched season two as well. Um, it is on Amazon prime. There's like I said, seven seasons. It's got uh, Titus Welliver who I don't know. You didn't watch lost. Mm-mm. Um, you probably know if you saw him, uh, Amy Aquino, Jamie Hector. He's, uh, if you didn't, uh, you didn't watch the wire either. I don't think. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Lance Reddick, you know him. There's there's like the three black actors that have really deep voices. He's the one that doesn't... He's the bald one that doesn't do insurance commercials. He was... Uh, he's pro- you probably, if you watched it, again, was probably most known for Fringe. Um, but he's mm-hmm. been... He always plays a, a police officer or whatever. But anyway. Okay. And Madison Lintz, um, who is reddish hair, dark red hair. Like, I guess, is that Auburn? When it's like brown with reddish tinge. Um, And you're going to be like, wow, she's attractive. And then you're going to realize that she was the little girl from the first two seasons of Walking Dead. uh, Carol's daughter. And you're going to feel terrible about it. Oh, nice. Because you're like, oh, I saw you when you were six. And now you're 21. So anyway, uh, it's got all those. It is an LAPD um, homicide detective. That's, That's what Bosch is. He is a side character from the books, the Lincoln lawyer. Uh, and he was, I don't know if he was featured in the movie, the Lincoln lawyer, but by the way, Lance Reddick. Yes. I know him as the concierge in John wick. Yes. Yes, he is. He is. So there you go. Um, who else? Oh yeah. So the, it's, um, he was a side character in the Lincoln lawyer. I don't know which character came first, Bosch or the Lincoln lawyer, but same writer. And, it's it's you know just the, your typical crime procedural, but it's just very well done, as a lot of streaming stuff is, and it's it's one of those shows that is it takes place in L.A., but it's not like a love letter to L.A. A lot of these shows have a very big problem of like like glorifying L.A. This one just happens to be in L.A., and yeah, because it's in L.A., there's a lot of trips to Vegas. There's a lot of mm-hmm. you know people that are killers that are like you know uh, pr- movie producers that get caught up with with mafia stuff like that but that's interesting it's not like it's not like overbearing um each series each series so far has had just kind of it's one overlying 
uh, crime that they're trying to solve, but there's also some other ones. Um, they do some really, I like the way he is. Is that uh, the actress that we know yeah. as a six-year-old? Yeah, I figured you'd have problems there. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I'm, when I looked and saw that there were seven seasons, I was happy. It wasn't like one of those, oh God, I was just like, oh, you know what? This is something I'm going to enjoy watching for seven seasons. If I have to take a little bit of a break, it's not like you're going to forget what's going on. It's not like it's going to get spoiled if you don't do this, but you know, the, the acting is all really good. Uh, it does. One of the seasons has Matthew Lillard. Um, who you oh will. yeah. You were telling me that. Yeah, it's got Matthew Lillard as a um, a Ukrainian or Russian like mafia guy wearing like a tracksuit. Which as soon as he showed up on screen, I'm like, yes, uh, you know, SLC Punk, which we've talked about here, Scream, of course, Sha- Shaggy, which apparently he plays Shaggy in like everything. But mm-hmm. um, if you like crime procedurals, which I know you watched uh, Bull, which is kind of like that, right? Uh, um, Bull is kind of more of a courtroom drama. Okay, I, so courtroom it's not drama. really crime procedural. Gotcha. So if you if you like crime procedurals and you haven't dug into this, it's uh, it does. I mean, it's done well enough to get seven seasons. So I highly suggest it. Um, yeah. It's kept me going. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, you know catching up on the next couple episodes. Maybe even tonight. We'll see. Ooh. Yeah. So that's Bosch on Excellent. Amazon Prime. Watch it. Inject it into your face holes. Don't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. Yeah, well. I think it's time to have our long-awaited Mandalorian conversation here. Why are you... It looked like he was he was making fists and shaking him in front of his face. It looked like he was jacking off two dudes. That's, that's kind of what I was doing, actually. Oh, okay. Don't judge me. <laughs> Jacking off two ghosts in his office. Okay. So, so let's let's get into the Mandalorian here. We are on season two. I believe we did talk about season one at length. Uh, what have you thought about season two so far? I've honestly enjoyed it. There there have been what are we like four or five episodes in? I think now? we're at five. Let's see. There's oh by the way, this is the spoiler time. So Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. I, I think First, there was the the pirate water episode. Uh, there was God, the, baby Yoda slurping up them eggs was so adorable. There was the ice spider episode. Mm-hmm. There was the um, what was oh the uh, the the crate dragon episodes. So that's three. There was the Ahsoka episode. Big spoiler. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there any more? So was it the was Ahsoka it episode? Was the last episode? Was the previous episode? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Okay. So I think I think we're five episodes in at this point. If you were listening to us in the future and not at our regular time, um, yeah. I mean, I've I've also enjoyed it. It has. Oh wait, there was also no. Sorry, the the pirate episode was also the one where they attacked the the imperial ship as well. Yeah. 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 The imperial transport. Okay. Um, I've definitely enjoyed it. It's definitely, you know, when I, the season one. As it was playing, it was almost like each episode was bringing me back to playing with my toys. Mm-hmm. And and uh, speaking of which, you're going to be having a new one to play with for too long. <laughs> yep, you invested. I did in the Mandalorian ship. 
that'll happen eventually. Uh, no, so, you know, it was, like, playing with my toys and, like, you know, or playing in my house with, like, Nerf guns or whatever, where you'd all line up like you were the, the rebel troopers and the, the stormtroopers were bursting into your hallway and stuff. So it's just those little moments. And that was, and season two is a lot of that. You know, like, the scene when they are infiltrating that Imperial ship. And the, um, in that one episode with the, with the other Mandalorians, where it's like, you know, they're throwing people off the side of it, like in old Westerns, and they're, they're, you know, they open up the, uh, what's it called? The, the airlock and get rid of a bunch of soldiers, just stuff like that. Yeah. Just a lot of fun. Um, well, they, they also had the one episode where they stormed the Imperial base. Yes. That was, uh, I think there, I think there was one extra episode. I should look that up. Yeah, it was, I've got them right here. It was, the first one was the crate dragon. The second one was the, the spider episode where he was like slurping up all the eggs. Then they had the one with Bo-Katan. Yep. Yep. The one with Bo-Katan. And then they had the one where they stormed the Imperial base. And then the last episode was the one with Ahsoka. Okay. Gotcha. So let's, I guess, not make everyone wait. What did you think of the appearance of Ahsoka? I mean, that is a character that only appeared in animation and video games pretty much. Yes, but um, the this last episode had a couple of just huge, huge like bombs. First off, Ahsoka appeared, which was absolutely amazing. Loved Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and I, I a, really a hope plus casting, a plus characterization, a plus a plus acting, a, just everything. I I have to say that everything I I think everything about the show is top notch. And and I will say that the people who are complaining about Baby Yoda being okay with genocide are just morons. But because Baby Yoda didn't know. Well, and it wasn't genocide. He was just eating her eggs. She didn't say she was the last one of her species. She just said the eggs would be the end of her line, mm-hmm. not her species. But even still, it's like if someone hands you a piece of meat and you don't know that it's the last of a certain type of cow right. or the last of a certain type of human. Cause if I handed you meat, you always have to worry just a little, just saying you have handed me meat. I have handed you meat almost every year for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. But this, this last episode, I was so jazzed. We got to see Ahsoka. Like I said, Rosario Dawson was amazing. We had a couple of other big, big name drops though. Yeah, let's. Before, but, but, but before we do that, the the apparent, first appearance of Ahsoka when they did that, where she was like attacking in the woods. Oh, in the fog. So, yeah, so like they had this thing where the only like she only popped her lightsabers to strike, and it was almost like a horror movie. It was like, you know, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you'd see her for a second as the light as the thing popped, the person would go down, and then the lights would go out, and they would like fade her out. And the editing was great. The characterization and each strike was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a couple where she had like the, the light, the dual lightsabers crossed. There was just, and like they, they really pushed the fog. So you, you could not see her when those lightsabers weren't there. So it was, right. it was so a really, the people really watching the scene from above. Couldn't really get a beat on her and, and take her out. Yeah. Which was really cool. It was a, it was just a well done thing. And how about Michael Bean as the security guy? Yeah. I looked. I'm like that guy looks familiar. So they had not only was Michael Bean, but the 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 uh, droids that he was under command of, like those attack droids, 
were referred to as HK droids, which are hunter killer, which was what, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Bean from Terminator, the Terminators were considered hunter killers. I'm pretty sure that was a name drop there just for fun. So she, she reveals that she doesn't want to train little baby Yoda, but even bigger than that, little baby Yoda got a name. Yes. Gro- is it Groku or Grogu? Grogu. Grogu. And I honestly, I don't know how I feel about that because, I mean, I like calling him Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I do. I do like that. Um, and I think the fact that she knew the name meant that she had, you know, come across this baby back when the, I guess when the younglings were, I guess right before the younglings were off. Right? No. Some they said that the, she said that she knew him. Right? No. And how did she say that? That she was she was communicating with him. They were communicating what I'm guessing was telepathically. Because they, they had they had those couple of scenes where they were sitting there staring at each other, and then she would make motions like like nodding, like, oh, okay, yeah. Or or you know, like like almost like they were interacting, like they were talking, but they weren't actually saying anything. Uh, see, I didn't catch that. So I watched I it think- twice too. Yeah, I but. think they were communicating, or at least that that was my impression, was that they were communicating okay. telepathically. Gotcha. See, I thought that that she was aware of him just from, you know, past trading or something. No, she got she got his story. He told her what happened. At least that, that was my impression of it. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, so there was, like, I mean, this episode had this, we're talking about one episode at the moment, but the, the whole series, um, of the whole series, this episode had just so many links to the past. Of course, uh, we had mention of a character that was pretty that was new to this episode. Uh, the woman that ran the the uh, outpost that they were at, who apparently was part of building the Imperial Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, actress that played her is actually, I think, uh, uh, Bruce Lee's goddaughter or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, just a cool, a really cool little battle on an outpost fog. We've already mentioned a desolate planet that's been stripped of all of its, uh, you know, natural resources by the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, big, sad, lumbering beasts trying to find stuff to eat and, uh, eating twigs. And of course a mention of Grand Admiral mm-hmm. Thrawn, which was awesome. Now, if Ahsoka is a fan favorite, on the light side, Grand Admiral Thrawn is without doubt a fan favorite on the dark side. Yeah. He he is one of the more popular characters that is... N- well, no, I guess he is canon, because he was in the Rebels cartoon. Yes, he Yeah, he did end up with the... He was... Grand Admiral Thrawn might have saved Star Wars, because when, after Return of the Jedi, Star Wars was okay, yeah, like there was video games occasionally, and X-Wing, and whatever... But mainstream Star Wars was kind of dead. And then there was three books that came out, and those three books really started causing people to want more Star Wars stuff, and that was Heir to the Empire and all that, because they made Mm -hmm. a new villain who was Grand Admiral Thrawn, and he was a good villain. Very well-written villain. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, oh, okay. So there was someone out in the Outer Rim, and he was a, a, a genius, or he was a... A, str- a strategist or strategist, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were able to do that and he was able to, and it basically led to books. Those books sold a lot. 
Yeah. The, and the, it also spawned a whole nother series of books. It, it spawned books specifically about Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes. He and, got his own series out of mm-hmm. it. And then there was, so like, oh, okay, there's still a market for this. So comic books, video games, and of course, movies and hundreds of remakes of the original movie. You know, you it's all there. So, But we have not seen a live action Grand Admiral Thrawn. No, we have not yet. And Ahsoka is looking for him. So that leads us to believe that he's alive. Yep. So we may get Grand Admiral Thrawn in the Mandalorian, which would be awesome. I would actually not be surprised if they added, made an Ahsoka series to play in the off season for the Mandalorian, where that is the storyline. That'd be interesting. That would be cool as shit, but it may also tie into that Bo-Katan series that's been that's been um, mm. rumored or confirmed. I think it's been confirmed, hasn't it? Katie, Katie, uh, Katie Sackhoff is yeah is playing Bo-Katan in love her, her. series. Love so her. <sighs> I hope we still get more more series of another life though, because I want to see more of that. <laughs> the, uh, the this. I, I, the things I love about the Mandalorian is they, this is a Star Wars thing too. They do, they'll take little characters and little side things and turn them into actual episodes or actual storylines. Like there was that giant skeleton in Star Wars in the desert. And like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a crate dragon. So then what do they do in the first episode of the second season of the Mandalorian? They actually have to take down a crate dragon. Yeah. Um, Bo-Katan, you've mentioned a couple times, that's a char- that's an awesome character that has been around in the cartoons and has an awesome backstory and books and, you know, and uh, threaded between, what, two animated series, things like that. You, honestly, you know what this feels like to me? Hmm. This feels like Iron Man. Uh, like opening up, like in the that, Avengers initiative exactly. thing. Exactly. In that it's opening up a vast interconnected universe other than just movies and their sequels. Mm-hmm. It's opening up and laying some groundwork moving forward for a vast interconnected network of shows and movies and all of that. And it's, and it's the same person that directed Iron Man. Oh, yeah. And, and Dave Filoni, who's a, Star Wars walking encyclopedia, basically. I'm I'm very, very excited about the prospect of getting a MCU style Star Wars universe. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I always complain about when they'll make something exactly the same as a book I've read, or exactly the same as a comic book. Because I just I've mentioned that on the show, and because Disney wiped clean the extended universe stuff mm-hmm. and I, people complained about it. And I was like, the stories still exist. They might not be Canon. You know, they're, you can still read them. Yeah. You can still read, you can still read the three, uh, air to the empire, whatever it's called series and love it. Um, I think it's called the Thrawn trilogy actually. Uh, but you know, it doesn't mean that has to go away, but the fact that now they're pulling some of the best things from that and, realizing it in different formats is great. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I do have some complaints about this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a little bit of a pattern forming, and I'm hoping it's not going to continue. You know, the the Mandalorian goes to a planet, 
needs something, someone is going to offer him something. It's going to be information or his ship being fixed or something. But you have to do me a favor. They go off to do something else. They get done. And then someone's like, oh, yeah, what you actually need is on another planet. And I don't mind it now because everything is so well done. Mm -hmm. But I think we've had four episodes of that. Yeah, it, it, it will get very episodic if that is the case. Yeah. And what's funny is my child, seven, at the end of the, we watched the most recent episode the other day, at the end of the episode, Ethan, he's Ethan, got to go to another planet. That's exactly what he said. He was like, he's like, why do people just keep on sending him to other planets? Why don't they just explore the planet that they're on and then move on? I was like, yep, that's, I mean, technically you could, there's people that have done master cuts on YouTube of like people leaving and arriving at different planets from Star Wars movies. So like I get that, but they do need to find other ways to push the story along than, oh yes, I know where you can find a Jedi, but first you need to, you know, wrangle this whatever and right well and and so far the first five i i have to admit the first five episodes of this season have all been extremely episodic like each one is its own little story yeah so and it's been like what kill a dragon uh you would not have to watch them in order for them to make sense maybe the the frog lady because the frog lady was no the frog lady showed up in the episode with the spider yeah and then was dropped off the next episode Okay, so, and her character name, actually Frog Lady. Yep. And no, she was dropped off in the same episode, wasn't she? No, she was dropped off at the beginning of the next episode. Oh, that's, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's right. That water planet where he met the pirates and and baby Yoda considered, mm-hmm. continued consuming her eggs like it was going out of style. Mm-hmm. Naughty, baby Yoda. Naughty. Naughty, but he's so cute. He's cute. When he barfed on himself, I was like, oh my god, that's so cute. I do like the, uh, actually, so, you know, the, the the little dog that has been living with us it looks a little bit like Baby Yoda, big ears and big eyes and all that stuff. Uh, when Baby Yoda was on the, the ramp at the end of this most recent episode, and uh, Ahsoka said something about there's not many Jedi left, and Baby Yoda made a little, like, uh, sound. That dog man jumped up and started growling and barking at the television. <laughs> mm. Like, oh crap, my dog is anti-Baby Yoda. That is not a good thing. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Take him back. <laughs> dog lives in the woods now. <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean, obviously you guys out there are know all about The Mandalorian. If you have, uh, you know, Disney Plus, of course, you're watching The Mandalorian. You might actually have Disney Plus to watch The Mandalorian. So we're not really telling you anything you don't know, but we might have, you know, heightened your enjoyment or uh, given you some other information that you did not know. Uh, Is that our episode, Rob? I think that might be our episode. Holy crap. Okay. Well, next week, Monday even, Rob and I will be back. To discuss a movie about gymnastics <laughs> and karate and karate and Parmesan cheese or something. Uh, Parmi, uh, the name of the country is like Parmistan, and I couldn't. Oh, yeah, couldn't. Yeah, so we are going to talk about Jim Cotta. Also, you guys would know this already. 
if you are a patron. Patrons are like they're friends of the show. They're cool people that get together, talk about pop culture, talk about all sorts of ridiculousness, uh, and occasionally offend each other. And mm-hmm. what they what we do is what you guys do or what the patrons do is they uh, donate a little bit of money, about $5 a month to the show to keep it running, to pay for server space, to pay for all of the goodness that goes into the show, uh, you know, websites and uh, lubrication for Rob, all of that stuff. His eyes got very big. I don't there. need it. <laughs> yeah. Rob is genuinely, generally greasy. He doesn't need lube. But anyway, they get to know all this stuff. They get to know the question of the week early so they can actually take part in it. It's a good time. You can find out how to be a patron at patreon.com slash give me five podcast. You can also help the show without giving us money, though we prefer money. I do like money. Uh, You can like the show. You can subscribe to the show. You can review the show on your favorite podcast network. You can also... uh, Check us out on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can email us, give me five podcast at gmail.com. And you can find all of this information at the moment at give me five podcast.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and baby Grogu doesn't have the same sound. So it's out.